We're going to bring in now Jay Sekulow, the president's attorney. You just heard the congressman right there, uh, Jay, say the law is pretty clear, and I've read the law. It does say the IRS shall turn over their turns after a legitimate request from the chairman. And the Supreme Court has said that you can do that if you have a legitimate legislative purpose. And with due respect to the congressman, he said there's been a lack of transparency. Uh, he thinks the president should have put forward his tax returns uh, before he announced or when he announced his candidacy for president, which sounds interesting, but unfortunately, it's not the law. Uh, for, for the uh, United States. We don't have a requirement that presidents do that. This president uh, decided not to because he has an ongoing IRS audit. So that's number one. What is the legitimate legislative purpose? Number two is the Supreme Court has said that on multiple occasions that uh, congressional oversight cannot become law enforcement. So this idea that the real reason that the Congress and, and Chairman Neal has asked for these documents is because they want to know if the IRS is doing its job in auditing the president. Well, they could ask the IRS, what job are they doing? What are their audit procedures? But this idea that you can use the IRS as a political weapon, which is what's happening here, is incorrect both as a matter of statutory law and constitutionally. We should not be in a situation where individuals individual private tax returns are used for political purposes. As you just said, George, what stops another party from do you doing the same thing? And by the way, a lot of Is these the congressmen and do women... That? The, no, 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 he hasn't. Congress has. A majority of the, uh, the, the majority party in the House has. The president has not. The president has not asked for Nancy Pelosi's tax returns, which, by the way, and, and it's in the letter that my colleague uh, sent forward uh, on this issue, they have not asked for or, not, or have produced, they've not produced their tax returns. It's not a requirement that they do, by the way. So this idea that you're using a hearing, an, a ways and means hearing about IRS enforcement as a way to get to the president's private individual and business tax returns makes no sense both constitutionally and statutorily. And look, this I think is going to be, if, if necessary, we're not at that point yet. If it has to be litigated, it'll be litigated. It is the decision of the IRS commissioner. Is the president going to order the IRS commissioner not to turn them over? The president isn't ordering anything. What we've done is, and, and I disagree with the congressman here, George, as the president's counsel, we have the right to protect his interests as a private citizen and as president. Uh, and so what you have to look at here is the idea that Congress would say, I'm not very happy with the way George Stephanopoulos is handling his uh, interviews with various members of my party. I'm going to look at his tax returns. If I was your lawyer, I'd be objecting. And by the way, I do have a right to object, and, and my colleagues uh, that authored the letter have the right to reject, and that's exactly what has been done here. The Constitution and the statutes need to be filed. 6103, by the way, overall, so you know, is a confidentiality provision with limited exceptions. And again, there has to be a legitimate legislative well, as you, purpose. As you heard, there the congressman said And by the way, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The congressman said they're not contemplating uh, releasing it. Uh, he said this would just be for the chairman to review. I, I do want to turn on to the Mueller report. Well, well hold, hold it, George. Not contemplating they're releasing it. They release it. It's a felony. So, of course, they can't release it. I mean, so this idea, we're not contemplating releasing it, uh, they need to read Section 6103. Well, 6103 could... says if a person releases it, it's a crime. Right. They could vote to release it in closed session. But I, 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 I take your point uh, mm. on that. Let's move on to the Mueller investigation. It, yeah. it, it certainly sure. seems from the president's tweets over the last few days and his comments and those of your colleague, Rudy Giuliani, that there seems to be some concern that the full report 
maybe more damaging than the bar summary. Do you share that? No, because there's two conclusions that are important here uh, to, to reiterate, and that is in, uh, in General Barr's letter, he said, I'm only going to discuss the principal conclusions. And what were those principal uh, in, uh, conclusions? No obstruction, no collusion. On the obstruction piece, he noted that the Office of Special Counsel said there was difficult, that was their words, questions of law and fact, and they would not make a determination. They're not saying the president uh, committed a crime. They're not saying that he was exonerated, which, by the way, special counsels don't exonerate, so I don't even know why that line's in there. But nevertheless, it is. So I think what you're seeing in this uh, discussion about people inside the special counsel's office that are concerned is the, uh, if, if this is true, that they're actually members of that team leaking their concerns about the way things have been phrased uh, to the public, I think is problematic, number one. But number two, look, they probably had legitimate disagreements inside the uh, Department of Justice on how things should move forward one way or another. And uh, the fact is that, you know, obstruction by tweet, which was one of the theories being advocated here, I never uh, took as a basis for obstruction. This and by the way, neither did the special counsel, evidently, because their report says they're not making that conclusion, and they said difficult questions of law and fact. And when you have difficult questions of law and fact, you know what you don't do? You don't recommend prosecution. Well, we don't know exactly what they did recommend. We're going to see that perhaps in the next week. Yeah. But does the president still support the full release, the release of the full Mueller report and the underlying documents? Look, the president has said he turns this over to the attorney general. The attorney general, pursuant to the regulations, George, makes the determination as to what's released, how it's released. You have the whole issue, as you noted earlier, with uh, grand jury material. You have that. That has to be redacted. You can't release grand jury material. That is also a felony. You have situations where people may have been looked at but not charged. That would be inappropriate. That was some of the criticism that was leveled at James Comey. And then, of course, you've got methods uh, regarding national security interests. So um, there's a process going forward. I think it's moving quickly. I mean, the, the attorney general uh, got out his letter uh, putting forward the pr principal conclusions very quickly. He said you'll have it by the 15th or sooner. That's why I find it ironic that people are talking about subpoenas already uh, for the document when we're probably less than a Fine. week away or about a week away from getting them. From some of the documents. Hey, final question yeah. on Michael Cohen. We heard the congressman ad address that issue. In, in a memo that his attorneys had accompanying that letter to the Congress, they, they point out evidence they believe says shows evidence that he put forward of wrongdoing by the president and his allies. One of them included this paragraph. It said, Trump knew with certainty that Cohen continued to discuss the Moscow Trump Tower project well beyond January 31st, 2016. Yet after the testimony, Cohen received a call from Trump's attorney who congratulated him on the testimony and said his client was happy with Cohen's testimony. They put this under the heading of uh, suborning perjury that was part of an effort to support perjury. Were you that attorney and how do you respond? Well, look, George, I'm not going to discuss communications that may or may not have happened with any of us uh, within the context of a joint defense. But let me be clear on something here. Uh, Michael Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, said that it was Michael Cohen that drafted that particular aspect. Uh, he drafted his entire testimony, including the timing of the uh, purported project in Russia. So it was his words. He would know if they were truthful or not. No one else would have had that information. But you're not, you're not denying that you might have been that attorney who made the phone call? I'm, I am not, there is no lawyer that's going to come on your program and discuss uh, what may or may not have been discussed within the context of a possible joint defense. That's just not going to happen. No lawyer would do that. Jay Sekulow, and I'm certainly one of those much. lawyers that would not. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your time this morning.
Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.